It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Looking for fun and feeling groovy. Well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavis, licensed nutritionist. And this show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company helping people through classes and counseling to eat real food for more energy, better moods, less aches and pains, increased level of concentration and memory, and better metabolism. All these benefits from learning to eat real food. Really, it's a no-brainer. But often this concept of eating real food for many people that live their lives eating out of a pizza box or a bag of chips or a cereal box or even, you know, I believe dinner that comes in a fast food is what a lot of people eat. Mm -hmm. And this is really a new concept for most people, real food. You know, we have a great show planned today and joining me is Cassie Weenus. As our co-host, Cassie is a licensed and registered dietitian and teaches many of our Lunch and Learn wellness classes for large and small businesses. She also consults clients in our Wyzetta office, and some days she packs up her bags and travels to a variety of large companies to teach nutrition to clients individually to help them control their diabetes or reduce arthritis pain or even to learn how to eat to lose weight. So you're a busy lady. Yes, so are Welcome. you. <laughs> Thanks, Star. We, we've been really busy lately, haven't oh, we? Oh, the business is growing, and it's fun. It's a, it's a good kind of busy. And um, So where have you been this past week? Well, or? I want to answer that, but you know I have to say hi to two people oh, first. Oh, yes, of course. Yes, so they're listening right now. Hello to Riley and Marissa, my 6-year-old and my 4-year-old. And I have a special 10-year-old that I just found out through the grapevine, listens regularly. Her name is Tori. She understands the power of good food and how it helps our body to be strong. So I want to say a special hello to 10-year-old Tori. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. So how does she, come on, she listens to... Isn't that a great story? Yeah, so um, I I don't know how if her mom wants me to tell the whole story, but I had her mom as a client last week, yes. and it came up in our conversation that at the end of the day, just to kind of quiet you know everybody down and get yourself ready for bed, the mom and Tori kind of crawl into bed, snuggle up, and they get the iPod out, and one puts one earbud in, and the other puts the other earbud in, and together they fall asleep listening to Dishing Dishing Up up Nutrition. nutrition. (laughs) So instead of good morning, you know, they're listening on iTunes later, we should say good night. (laughs) Isn't that a great story? I love it that our message is reaching the kids, too. Oh, I am, too. It makes a big difference. That's great. It does. And yeah, in, in terms of my crazy busy schedule, I have been out and about. Um, and coming up this next week, it's going to be another crazy week. I'm looking forward to going down to Scott County. We're doing a series for the, the um, county workers down there. And I think I'm teaching Staying Well, Strategies to Strengthen Your Immune System on Valentine's Day. So oh, great. that'll be a fun group. So Cassie, what kind of questions, what kind of nutrition questions are people asking 
when you're out there in the real world with people. <laughs> yeah, well, I always, I bet every class I get the question, what breakfast cereal can I have that's good for me? <laughs> and they're thinking, you know, they're not thinking steel-cut oats, which is probably okay for most people. They want me to say Cheerios yes. or um, Frosted Mini Wheats or something like that. And the sad news is, as I always reply, there is no boxed cold cereal that can balance your blood sugar. That's right. So we talk about eggs. Okay. So are, oh, when you talk about eggs, then do you get the oh, egg question? Most often, yes. <laughs> then I get the egg question. And what? how can I eat eggs every day? Won't my cholesterol skyrocket? And the truth of the matter is, no, eggs are not the all evil it's actually all of these processed carbs, isn't it, Dar? It's like the Cheerios. It's like the Cheerios. That raises your cholesterol. Yes. And I go on to explain, you know, it's, it's sugar in our bloodstream that turns on the enzymes in our liver that make cholesterol. So you're mm -hmm. making 80% of the cholesterol in your blood is what you're making yourself. And it's from the foods like Cheerios and frosted mini wheats and granola bars and, and bagels. bagels. Yes. Yes. All the things that people used to, well, I, I say used to eat, but some people still eat those things. Oh, very traditional. Yeah. I, you're, you're thinking me. I used <laughs> to eat and now I've changed my ways. But very traditional American breakfasts still. You know, and it's really sad that many, 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 many people follow this kind of 1950s nutrition that was really poorly researched and... Or not Sometimes researched. not. Sometimes a theory. A theory. A theory not that, researched at all. Right. And right. pretty false information. And I know that's one of the reasons why you wanted to start this radio program years ago when you did, mm -hmm. was to I get yes. the right message out there that's based on research, um, third-party research that's that's unbiased. So, And I'm glad to be a part of this radio show, and I'm glad to be a part of the radio show, especially today, because we have a great topic. Today's topic is the health secrets your hair, skin, and nails reveal. So everybody's looking at their skin and their <laughs> nails and their hair right now. So what is that telling you about your health? And today we have the author of the book, Your Body's Sign Language, author Jim McAvee, joining us by phone to share some health secrets that your hair, your skin, and your nails are telling you. Jim is known to be one of America's top advocates for sound nutrition. He has spoken to thousands of people as a guest speaker. He's appeared on many radio shows, TV shows, and we want to give a big welcome to Jim and thank him for getting up so early to share his wisdom with us and with our listeners. So let's see if we have him on the line. Good Welcome, Jim. Good morning, Jim. Well, we're going to try another, try another Do line. we have him? Do I need to try? Jim, are you on this line? I'm uh, there. there. We heard your voice. <laughs> I have, How wonderful. I have two buttons that both say line six. So I guess I'm still <laughs> learning here. Good morning, Jim. Good morning. It's a pleasure to be with you, even though it's a little early out here in California. I know it is. <laughs> yes, but we don't really feel sorry for you because we have frigid temperatures oh. here. We're like at one degree. What are you at? Oh, we're about 60. Yeah, so. <laughs> I'd rather be here. Yes. yes. <laughs> this morning, that's for <laughs> this sure. This morning, yeah. So we're going to get right into this topic. Um, you know, I've had a question from a client yesterday that, here it is. Here's a hot, tough one. Jim, what causes gray hair 
especially gray hair at a younger age? Uh, you know, uh, there was actually a study that came out a couple of years ago, and what they found is that the primary factor involved in gray hair is the accumulation of peroxides at the root of the hair. So okay. it's actually a free radical process that causes the uh, graying of the hair. Hmm. And so as we have this free radical accumulation, it actually is associated with premature aging. And studies have shown that if a woman is half gray by 40 years of age, her risk of osteoporosis increases four and a half times. And if a man is uh, prematurely gray at 50, his risk of uh, atherosclerosis and heart disease goes up as well. Interesting. And it's kind of interesting because over the years, I remember when my parents first got involved in nutrition, both of them were completely white as far as their hair. And I saw their hair darken up as they began supplementing with uh, vitamin C and E and some of the different antioxidants. And then just recently I had an older woman with completely white hair, and she decided she wanted to try a, a concentrate of uh, polyphenols, uh, pomegranate and blueberry and things like that. And she's remarked to me every time I talked to her since that uh, her hair has gotten darker again. Isn't that fascinating? Wow. So, Jim, let's talk a little bit, because you said this is really coming from free radical damage. So help it, help our listeners understand where these free radicals might be coming from. What What's that all about? Well, free radicals can come from uh, several different directions. The primary source of free radicals is our body's own processing of food. <clears throat> I actually did my master's work on fasting and one of the most powerful ways of prolonging lifespan is to maximize nutrition and minimize calories because there's a step in the production of energy from food where there's a, a rather large uh, release of free radicals. Uh, oh. But also, uh, you know, you can get free radicals from the air. You can um, get them uh, from the water that you drink. There's a lot of different sources. So, you know, a couple of the things that we sometimes suggest to people as they are eating that we know that um, when people start eating more organic quality kinds of foods, they all those foods have less pesticides, less antibiotics, less free radicals, mm -hmm. and actually they start to feel much healthier. In fact, just yesterday I had a client that just said, you know, I just switched to eating organic foods and I just can't believe how great a carrot tastes now compared yeah. to those other kind they have t it has taste and it is and she says i feel better already and she feels better and she definitely. has less aches and pains already just Wonderful. from eating a better quality and now maybe if she had any gray hair it would go away yes <laughs> keep eating the organic it's worth right. a try if you, if you choose the right foods uh, they're loaded with antioxidants as well as not having all the free radicals in them uh, and uh Carrots and other high-carotenoid foods in particular are the most powerful way to neutralize uh, free radical oxygen. 
Great information. And we're going to talk more about this, but we have to take our first break. It, does, it seems very quick. Oh, very quick. Always yes. seems too quick. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Cassie Wienis, licensed and registered dietitian. I'm here with Dar Kavist, licensed nutritionist. And we have on the line with us today special guest, James McAvee, author of Your Body's Sign Language. And if you have questions for James today about what certain body signs might be indicating in terms of your health, please call us here at the studio at 651-641-1071. Lots of different things. I mean, scalloped tongue. I had a lady just the other day, Dar, tell me she had a scalloped tongue. If you have this and are wondering what it's about, maybe you should call in. We'll be right back. If you're like me, you try to eat right, but the definition of healthy eating seems like a moving target. Should I eat low-carb or low-fat? Do eggs and butter raise my cholesterol? Is coffee good after all? Don't rely on sound bites and infomercials for something as important as your health. You deserve recommendations based on biochemistry. Nutritional Weight and Wellness is offering My Talk 1071 listeners a complimentary e-newsletter that is chock full of nutrition information and tips. The Weight and Wellness Way newsletter provides sound information and practical strategies from a nutritionist's perspective. Learn a natural approach to healthy eating based on real whole foods you buy at the grocery store. All this and best of all, it's free. To subscribe to the complimentary Weight and Wellness Way e-newsletter, go to weightandwellness.com and enter your email address. Then watch your inbox every month for nutrition news and special offers that will help you look and feel your best. For information on other services at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, call 651-699-3438. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company specializing in therapeutic nutrition. Now, we know trans fats stop the anti-inflammatory messages to your cells. But Dr. Joanna Budwig, a well-known German researcher, found that when animals and humans ingest, which means eat, trans fats, they find that they are six, they eat six times more than their normal amount of food. So when animals and humans eat trans fats, they actually overeat six times more. Isn't that amazing? Well, it makes sense. That's why the food manufacturers will never allow trans fats to be banned in this country. They sell more product. So where do we find those trans fats? All the fast foods, all the margarine, all the Cool Cool Whip, whip. uh, French fries, crackers. Lots of crackers, potato chips. Maybe this is part of the obesity epidemic, right? Yep, ban trans fats and watch those pounds come off. Well, we had quite a few callers here at break, but nobody wanted to share their lovely voice with us. They were were asking some questions. Should we we pose some of these to Jim, Dar? Sure, we could. Um, so one of the questions, Jim, that somebody called in with was ringing ears. Do you know anything about ringing in your ears? Uh, usually, uh, ringing of the ears is tied into, uh, damage to the inner ear as a result of excessively loud noise. And it's actually a Mm -hmm. very common problem. Um, Mm -hmm. I see a lot of people that have been in the military or that have done a lot of uh, shooting of guns that have ringing in the ears sure. or, you know, people that have very loud industrial noise where they work. Uh, there is uh, some re- research that suggests that you can 
actually protect the ears from some of this damage with some of the B vitamins and magnesium. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Interesting. It, mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that I would naturally go for is omega-3 fish oils. As that kind would of, be worth trying, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, a lot of times, you know, you can't reverse all the damage, but you can get some improvement. Yes, exactly. And that's what I've found, too. You know, and I have to say, I've had a couple of clients where we took gluten out of the picture because of some other stuff that was going on, and the oh. ringing in their ears went away. Okay. And so, again, not for everybody, but... Yeah. yeah. It's not impossible that an allergy to, you know, anything could do that. And yeah. And do you, know that uh, gluten is very highly implicated in migraines. It yes. actually changes the circulation in the brain, so I'm sure it could do that with the ears as well. Mm-hmm. So it's just investigating and thinking all the time. That's what good nutritional counseling is all about, isn't it, Cassie? Connecting the dots. <laughs> I'm using Connecting your words. Dots. Connecting the dots, yeah. So should we talk about, uh, you know, yeah. other questions that other- we have? Other question, I yeah, I have one. I feel like about half of my clients come in. It seems like with rosacea, um, and sometimes it's rosacea and acne together. And then, of course, they're being put on antibiotics to kind of control the acne. What are your thoughts on on rosacea or rosacea and acne? Oh, that's a big topic. Yeah, uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> rosacea is a a reddening uh, in the face. It's a, a chronic inflammation of the skin. Uh, it's considered to be an unknown cause. Uh, I think, Jim, that's one. Com- much more common in women than men, about three times more common in women than men. And actually, Bill Clinton was diagnosed with rosacea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's uh, a number of things that can be related to that. Um, reactivity to uh, nickel, uh, nickel dermatitis, has been identified. Uh, also, it's pretty well established that some foods can trigger, uh, there's a flushing that's characteristic of rosacea, and alcohol and spices and hot foods have been observed to trigger that. Um, There was one study done, and they actually decreased the severity by 75% with uh, zinc supplementation. It's kind of interesting because zinc has some antibacterial properties, and also, it uh, is involved with proper utilization of vitamin A. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, vitamin A is carried out of the liver into the skin by what's called retinol-binding protein. And uh, you get a depression of that carrying substance for vitamin A if you're zinc deficient. Probably the most interesting uh, thing on uh, rosacea is uh, the uh, link with hydrochloric acid and H. pylori. There have been uh, several studies that have come out since 1990 where they have found that people with rosacea have a, an overgrowth of H. pylori bacteria. Mm-hmm. And uh, since the uh, 1920s, it's been observed that hydrochloric acid uh, supplementation would tend to uh, reduce or eliminate rosacea. And the interesting thing here is that H. pylori bacteria cause the production of ammonia in the stomach lining. And it does two things. Number one, it damages the stomach lining and can actually cause ulcers, but also it suppresses the hydrochloric acid production in the stomach. And they have done studies where they expose H. pylori bacteria to different acids like lactic acid and acetic acid and hydrochloric acid. 
and each of them suppresses the growth of H. pylori in a dose-related manner. So uh, this loss of hydrochloric acid may be actually an initiating factor in the uh, development of rosacea. Mm-hmm. And uh, that could be caused by antacid use or malnutrition or uh, illness of some type. And then once the bacteria get a hold in there, um, it can be uh, hard to get rid of them because they naturally tend to inhibit the, the hydrochloric acid, so it gives them a better uh, environment to grow in. They, By the way, they did find that lactic acid actually suppressed uh, H. pylori growth more than the hydrochloric acid. But the hydrochloric acid is normally what's in the stomach. And uh, a lot of doctors that work with rosacea have found, just from practical experience, that uh, hydrochloric acid supplementation is pretty effective in addressing that problem. Uh, Also, um, they have found that uh, improvement of digestion in other ways, with, for example, with pancreatic enzymes, tends to suppress uh, rosacea as well. And uh, one study uh, found that brewer's yeast, which is a natural prebiotic, uh, was very helpful as well. So, Jim, let's kind of trace this a little bit for listeners, because I think what we see a lot of times is that people are on these acid blockers like Nexium or Prilosec or any, any of these things. And as Cassie said, we have just lots and lots of people coming in taking those mm-hmm. for, you know, as acid blockers because they've got GERD or acid reflex or all those kinds of things. And then suddenly, maybe three or four years later, then they start to develop rosacea. And now what you're really saying is when the when we have this acid blocker going and then it's they're more prone to getting H. pylori, which is actually a bacteria, in their stomach, right? And, right. And, and that just then ends up creating the rosacea. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of connection between damage to the digestive tract and manifestations in the skin. Yes. Interesting. I, I agree so much that that's true. Well, they're, they're both epithelial tissue. Right. Yes. Right. Um, you know, and I'm going to quote Katie Canine before we have to go to break here. She was talking to a caller one time on her show talking about dogs. And she said if that intestinal tract is cruddy on the inside, it's going to show up in some shape or form as cruddy on the outside. (laughs) Same with us, right? It shows up um, in our skin lots of times. It is time for our second break already, but do stay with us. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Here's some food for thought before we break. Salt has been in the news this week because the Federal Center for Disease Control and Prevention said nine out of 10 Americans eat too much salt. So that makes you think, where are we getting all this salt? You know, maybe potato chips come to mind for some of you potato chip lovers, and certainly there's salt on potato chips. But what about bread? Are you eating a lot of bread? Because bread has a lot of salt or sodium. On average, people are eating 3,300 milligrams of sodium a day. That's about 1,000 milligrams too much. So if you want to lower your salt intake, stop eating the bread. And think about what's in between those two slices of bread. (laughs) The deli meat. Deli meat is high in salt as well. And if you have questions for us or for Jim McAvee today, call us here at the studio at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. Tell me up when you feel 
Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, I am so proud. Dishing Up, Dishing Up Nutrition was downloaded over 28,000 times in the month of January. Wow. Just in, the, in January. Uh, and we're changing people's nutrition habits across the country one person at yes. a time. People tell us all the time they're giving up soda, processed foods such as bagels, cereal, pasta, and cooking real foods and avoiding the fast food drive through and they are really appreciating the energy they're getting from eating animal protein, vegetables, mm-hmm. healthy fats. It really does my heart good to see people grabbing hold and making the change after hearing well-researched information that makes a difference in people's health. Yes. It is so uh, fun. You know, one time, Dar, you said you wish you had a magic wand and could just touch all these people and make changes. And I think... All of us out there working for you are your magic wands. That's true. That's, and now that we're on iTunes, the reach is just getting yeah. so much further. It is, it's great to see. So we have some callers, and I bet some great questions for Jim. Oh, my gosh. All of a sudden, it just totally lit up. Let's take, <laughs> let's take Sharon on line one. Welcome, Sharon, to Dishing Up Nutrition. Did you have a question for Jim? Uh, yes, what I want to know is, do you see any correlation between taking a low-dose aspirin and ringing in the ears? And if so, when you stop taking the aspirin, are there any supplements or foods that you could eat that will help um, uh, alleviate this or get rid of the ringing or reduce it? And I'll hang up and listen. Thank you. That's All right, a thanks, great Sharon. question. Yeah. There you go, Jim. I didn't hear Oh. Okay. The question was, have you ever heard of ringing in the ears being created by taking a low-dose aspirin? She's probably taking a baby aspirin on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And if so, are there any foods or things she can do to help alleviate that ringing in her ears? It sounded like she wanted to continue with the daily baby aspirin, but but she thinks it's causing the ringing in her ears. You know, uh, there is uh, a phenomenon that occurs where people get sensitized to uh, aspirin and aspirin-like compounds, and it can cause all kinds of uh, severe effects. And it's just um, a hypersensitivity reaction that can occur. And when people get sensitized to aspirin, they uh, can also start reacting to a number of food additives that are similar to aspirin and also to the... um, Things so, like white willow and even some of the foods that have uh, salicylic acid in there. So she is on the right path. So then her next part of her question was, okay, so if I stop taking my baby aspirin, what can I do? Because she's looking at something that's going to be, you know, a blood thinner and also an anti-inflammatory. Right. And I think um, Jonathan Wright actually did an article on that a number of years ago where he talked about why don't we use uh, fish oil instead of aspirin. That's what I do. That's what every time I, I go in. I was hoping you were going to say that, Jim. <laughs> every time I go in to see my doc, I, you know, they always go through those questions. And are you taking a baby yes. aspirin? And I say, no, I take fish oil. <laughs> Good. And every time, same answer. <laughs> well, here's a great reason why. This late, I didn't realize that, that you get sensitized to aspirin. And so, yeah. If you look so. it up on the web, it's, uh, it can be life-threatening. Okay, well, that was a great question, Sharon. Great, so it sounds like... Something else on um, thinning the blood, uh, a lot of people don't drink enough water. Very good Uh, point, excellent. uh, If you are dehydrated, particularly if you go in 
uh, for a, a test on your uh, cholesterol, if you're dehydrated, the cholesterol levels will actually show as being higher than they would be if you were well hydrated. Okay, so that's we have to that is co- a great coach point. our clients before they go in to make yeah. sure that they're hydrated and drinking lots of water that night before and well, the you, day before. Yeah, you don't want to be dehydrated anyway because it no. has health repercussions. That's right. But so many people are walking around just drinking three or four glasses of water a day. Strive for those eight to ten. And okay. particularly if people are on medications that dry them out, you know, yes. diuretics, things like that. Coffee consumption is a diuretic. Alcohol is a diuretic. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We are going to go to line three. Carol has a question on wrinkles. Yes. I want to know um, with fine line wrinkles, not not grooves, but fine line wrinkles, what's the best thing to use to help them or get rid of them other than Botox? <laughs> Great question. <laughs> what do you think, Jim? Well, I think the best thing to... Uh, prevent the wrinkling of the skin is a really substantial intake of antioxidants, particularly vitamin C, because vitamin C is critical for that uh, connective tissue. Well, a couple of other things that I always say is to eat sufficient amount of animal protein, because that helps also to make that collagen. And um, that's sometimes when we have wrinkles, that's that the color, you you are not making enough collagen, and you need to make collagen for your bones, so it just all makes sense. It all goes together. Yeah, so there are actually a, a handful of nutrients that are really critical for collagen formation, uh, B6, copper, zinc, uh, some of the amino acids like lysine and vitamin C. Vitamin C is kind of the linchpin because it's the like the seal reinforcing rods that go through concrete. And so if we're vitamin C deficient, the uh, structure just doesn't hold together very well. That's a great point, yes. So how much vitamin C? Yeah, that's a good question, Cassie. Um, Well, you know, this gets into kind of an interesting issue, and that is um, vitamin C and glucose have the same transport in the body. So if someone has elevated blood sugars, their vitamin C requirement goes up. And we know Mm -hmm. that uh, diabetics actually uh, need more vitamin C than they normally get in their diet. Uh, because mm. of this competition between yeah. glucose and uh, scorbate transport in the body. So for a diabetic, they may need, you know, 1,000, 3,000 milligrams of vitamin C a day, whereas a person that has normal blood sugars will not need as much. Excellent. Very great information. So let's go back to that wrinkle question. I think a lot of people are probably listening that have that question. Probably lots and lots. Oh, I mean, you know, some other hints that we always talk about is certainly doing enough omega-3 fish oil. Yep. I mean, that makes a difference with how your your skin is. How hydrated it is. And, yeah, yes. And then the other one, and going back to what Jim, you know, you would well, say the, the drink more water. Three, the omega-3 prevents inflammation, and inflammation is one of the things that can cause wrinkling. Yep. And, you know, the other one that we always talk about is to make sure that people are, you know, using some, even some omega-6 activated GLA or even in a primrose oil. Mm-hmm. That helps with the skin, with the wrinkles. Right, and that yeah. also is anti-inflammatory. Yeah. Yep. So there's a lot of things that you can do to, and, and not Botox. Not Botox and not processed carbs because sugar 
ages you and will give you wrinkles sooner. So you can do lots of great omega-3s and vitamin C, but then if you're eating bagels and granola bars all day, probably it's not going to work too well for you. Or a low-fat, no-fat diet. Well, that too, right. Low-fat, no-fat That'll dry you out. Yep, absolutely. Um, Oh, I don't know. Should we take... Let's try one more More caller if Olivia's going to let me go for that. How about... um, Oh, line four is Sandy. And Sandy, you had a question about your brother. Yes, he was diagnosed with Barrett's disease. And he's he doesn't know the name of the medication, but he said he needs to be on this for the rest of his life. And I'm one, I don't know if it's one of the um, acid blockers or if it's mm-hmm. something else, I don't know. But I'm wondering what the, what the effects of being on something like this for the rest of his life can cause. So, Jim, do you, did you hear that question? Um, Barrett's <clears throat> disease? I, I heard part of it. Uh, what are the effects of being on an acid blocker for the rest of your life? Yes, yes and I think her concern is that um, her brother has Barrett's disease, and so you know, there's, there's that scare of not doing what the doctor is recommending, but she's wondering, yeah, antacid. You know, I, I never encourage people to do something their doctor tells them not to do. <laughs> I love it. You said it, not us. <laughs> but there are issues associated with uh, low hydrochloric acid. Usually it's uh, bacterial overgrowth in the digestive tract, and mm-hmm. that, that has to be considered as a, a problem, too. Oh, and the list goes on. I happen to know too much since my little guy was on antacids for much too long. I mean, there's a risk of osteoporosis. There's certainly a list of getting a foodborne illness because you have that low stomach acid. We talked about the rosacea piece. There's a risk of... Um, developing food allergies because now you're dumping all this undigested protein into your intestinal tract because you don't have that stomach acid to break it down, and that starts to wreck your small intestine. So I think, Cassie, while we're talking about this, I think you should talk about what what was causing your son's acid reflex and and what you did to get rid of it because I think that's what we have to get rid of these things and what causes it rather right. than putting a Band-Aid on that's going to harm you in the long run. Right. We don't just want this um, this person that um, Sandy called about, we don't want her brother to just stop the antacid without doing some other things to correct the problem. And I would love to talk about that when we come back from break. We have our last break here. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Um, and we, when we come back, I will talk more about Riley and what helped us get him off of an antacid. But before we break, I want to point out that we have some great classes coming up this week, some one-night classes. Anna is going to be teaching Foods to Reduce Pain and Inflammation in St. Michael out in my neck of the woods on Wednesday night. And then Angela will be teaching Balanced Foods for Balanced Moods, a great class in North Oaks on Monday, February 13th. I am going to be teaching Avoiding the Diabetes Epidemic with Real Foods out in Buffalo. I love going out there. Just a great (laughs) group of people. (laughs) I've been out there several times and always look forward to it. That's Thursday night when I'll be out in Buffalo. And then we have other classes in Plymouth, Apple Valley, and Richfield. Please check out our website for more information on these upcoming classes at weightandwellness.com. And you can find times and locations on our website as well. And we'll be right back. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you've been looking for a weight loss solution, sign up for Nutrition for Weight Loss. It's not a fancy name, but it is based on the new science of weight loss. Research continually reports that obesity is a chronic health problem 
and needs a treatment program that is based on science. So the low-fat starvation plans are out, and a plan that restores your health as you lose weight is in. This coming week, we have the 12-week series classes, Nutrition for Weight Loss, starting in Maple Grove, North Oaks, Lakeville, St. Paul, and Wyzetta. So feel much better by spring. Yeah. So if you have questions, call us at 651-699-3438, or you can sign up online, weightandwellness.com, and we tell, if you have any questions, we answer them all, even the fee. Yeah. No no hidden things. I think it is the fee even up on the website. I think so. I think so, too. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. No hidden secrets here. Okay, we're going to take some more callers, and I have... Linda on line two. Welcome, Linda, to Dishing Up Nutrition. Did you have a question for Jim? Yes, I do. I was diagnosed with a lichen planus um, on my skin, mm-hmm. and I was given some cortisone cream and no other directions than just to put the cortisone cream on. And I'm oh. wondering about supplements or other things I can do to help this. We have worked. Jim, I'm going to let you answer, too, but we have, I mean, I've had many, many clients with the same condition and I know we can help you. But, Jim, I'll, I'll let you answer. Well, you may have had more experience with that than me. <laughs> <laughs> you start, and, and Dar will chime in. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't really worked a lot with that condition. Okay, well, I always look, Jim, I always look at it as an autoimmune condition. So I always look at, okay, so what's causing this autoimmune? And a lot of times I will suggest that we... Eliminate gluten out of the diet and mm-hmm. and often eliminate uh, dairy, dairy products, soy products, and get the inflammation down and really restore, again, hydrate that tissue, and you hydrate it with good water, lots of water. You hydrate it with, uh, you know, omega-3 Omega fish oils and uh, GLA, which is an essential fatty acid. You know, I think your your thoughts on magnesium is well... It's great because I think magnesium helps. It's interesting. It doesn't help the tissues hydrate, but it activates all the other, um, I don't know if we call them enzymes or what. It's, it's a cofactor Co- in so many different yes, chemical reactions, that's the word I was right? looking that for, must... cofactor. There you go. <laughs> so that's how we would look at that. But that's a great question, and it, it is. You know, some, something else to think about with um autoimmune conditions is a lot of it is uh, molecular mimicry and um, so just improving digestion yes you can look at hydrochloric acid pancreatic enzymes perfect yes and i found mm-hmm. aloe uh, very very helpful for healing of the digestive tract as long as it's a real good quality product uh-huh. uh, and i've used that for GERD for example uh, but uh just healing up the gut will oftentimes help the skin with all kinds of different conditions. That's a fantastic. Yes, I love I that statement. Heal the gut. Yes. yes. And, and you'll heal on the outside as well. Okay. And then we have Jane on line five. Jane, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. You had a question about dry eyes. Yes. I've had chronic um, dry eyes, uh, red and kind of peeling. And I was wondering if that was related to my digestion or um, thyroid or something like that. What do you think, Jim? Dry eyes, red and peeling. Red and peeling. Um, well, dry eyes is often autoimmune. There's something mm-hmm. called sicka syndrome, where the, uh, <clears throat> the immune system turns against the, uh, the goblet cells. Uh, vitamin A can be uh, very, very helpful. I know when I was a youngster, my, uh, my eyes would get real 
dry and had a lot of blepharitis and things like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I improved the the diet and nutrition, started getting a little additional A and E, um, improved dramatically. And by the way, um, even though some of these conditions are you know kind of classic vitamin A deficiency things, there was a study. Um, done by a doctor, and he found that he couldn't really correct a vitamin A deficiency in animals unless he also gave them some vitamin E, even if he injected the vitamin A. Oh, really? So Interesting. Vitamin so E and A work very closely together. Mm-hmm. The other thing is that um, if there's any depression of a retinol-binding protein due to zinc deficiency, it becomes very difficult to... You can have very high levels of vitamin A, but it won't be used because it doesn't get delivered. That's the transport mechanism. And zinc is really critical for that uh, retinol binding protein. So I think we should also kind of think in terms of when, whenever I think of dry eye, I think of, again, hydration. Are, are, or are you taking a diuretic? And, mm-hmm. You know, some people yeah. are taking blood pressure medications that are diuretics. Right. And and they're, they're living on a no-fat diet again, a low-fat, no-fat yeah. diet. And you need that. Um, you need both the activated essential fatty acids, the omega threes and the GLAs, but you need the avocados and the olive and the oil. olives and the nuts and seeds. Yeah, it's kind of Sometimes like sometimes even cholesterol to uh, prevent water loss. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So good, we, you know, cholesterol. So we don't know what some of the side effects of some of the medications for cholesterol lowering is doing to other parts of our body. Mm-hmm. Lots, lots of different things that go into this nutrition. Yeah, you can therapy. see why we talk to people for two hours when they first come in mm-hmm. because you got to figure out what is all going on, what drugs are they on, yeah, what's what's the past history. Jim, but, we could have a show that could go on and on and oh, on with, the, between the three of us. Wouldn't it be fun? Yes. <laughs> oh, and Jim, I have to tell you, it is so cute at our office. We are constantly running out for your book as a good reference. You know, when you hit that roadblock, yes. you're like, what else? That's the first book we grab. And, and often we have it sitting out on the shelves where um, just people walking in the into our lobby can can grab it and they really start getting intrigued you can see them starting to diagnose all their family members as they <laughs> look up things in it's, that it's, book it's a great book that you put together a lot of work we really do appreciate it, it i really... am going to be doing uh, newsletters on skin conditions this year too oh that's great so you can uh, keep an eye on my website at imageawareness.com what yeah. is your website again imageawareness.com image awareness all one word Dot com. Dot com. And we have a subscription area there where we have talks and things that I've done incorporated in there. But um, I'll be doing one on acne and um, well, we, psoriasis wow. and things like that. So Very common issues, yes, that we hear people come in with. So imageawareness.com. I'm going to be signing up. I hope all the <laughs> listeners are, too. Um and, you know, we're not going to get to all of our callers today. I have never seen this board light up so fast with so many callers. But if you have a question we didn't get to, um, you can certainly try us at the office. Jim won't be at our office today, but we'll try our best to answer your question. Our office number is 651 699 And, Jim, we just want to give you a 
great big thank you for being such a wonderful guest. If you could have seen me here today, I was scribbling down notes. I've learned a lot from you. So I hope to take that information to my clients. And if you want a copy of Jim's book, Your Body's Sign Language, they're available at our offices, Nutritional Weight and Wellness, or you can order directly from Jim's website at imageawareness.com. And Jim, we really do appreciate you being on today. And I know we've got lots and lots of people with lots of questions. So I do hope that they pick up your book because you have put a lot of this information in your book. There's a wealth of information in there. It is. And and a lot of it is research-based and a lot of it is your clinical experience just seeing clients over the years and finding those connections. And sometimes I think that is so much more valuable even than a good piece of research. And it's it's easy reading. It's it's not hard reading. It, it that's true. Yep. So are you coming to Minnesota one of these days? Well, I was going to say since you guys have a high of fourteen and a low of minus three, maybe you ought to come out and visit <laughs> me in California. <laughs> oh, we don't that even would know be what, fun. We don't even know what fourteen is here. <laughs> no, you don't even know that number. Well, come visit us in the spring or the summer. It is gorgeous out this way that time of year. I would love to. And if you're ever out this way, drop in and visit me. Thank you, Jill. Thanks a lot. All right. Bye bye. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.